Hello and welcome to Six Sad World. I'm Mari. And I am Jasmine. Um, so it's that time of the year again. School is back in. September and school go hand in hand. Um, and de- despite individual experiences, school is supposed to be a safe haven. When you enter those doors, the idea is that you're entering a safe environment where you can learn and nurture young minds. Unfortunately, especially in today's day and age, that's not always the case. In today's climate, this year alone, um, we've been alive to witness the news of numerous school shootings. A lot. Yeah. In one year. Yes. Um, it's really sad, and these tragedies almost feel like there's nothing being done to prevent them. Like, most, thi- most things, I find school shootings are being handled in a way where we're telling the victims to prevent the crime from happening. Instead of trying to stop the ones who may commit the crime. So that's why this week's episode is too cruel for school. Yeah, and I am sorry. <laughs> I, I picked the last two themes, and um, yeah, I'm just sorry. <laughs> it's... It's been, we are, so for those of you who don't know, we are recording ahead of schedule because of the school year, so we literally just finished recording our Killer Confessions episode. Yes. We have not recovered yet. No, I'm, my battery is at, like, probably 15%, like. Your emotional battery? Yes, my emotional battery is just like, can you just fuck off, Jasmine? Can you just, can you just stop it? So <laughs> when I was picking these themes, I was like, we can talk about so many important things. And then like as we were actually researching them, I was just like, I'm sorry. It sounds every time though, when we did our cult episode, we lost we lost steam real fast. Yeah. I was I was like, I I <laughs> when okay. Growing up, serial killers cults, all of these things were fascinating and super interesting to learn about, and I took in that information all the time, constantly, and I'm still doing so, but now that I'm the one writing... And responsible for sharing it. It's not fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Just... Let's get to it. Content warning... And there probably is some overlapping content warning for our for our stuff, for our cases. Um, mass shooting, uh, violence against children. Um, there will be, will be mentions of um, mental illnesses and eating disorders as well. Mm. Um, so I think that's it. I was like pretty emotionally drained, but when I got to research this, <laughs> that I might have missed something, and I'll try to catch it before. Um, I say it. Um, I want to preface what I'm about to talk about this with all by saying this ep is going to be particularly tough, as we mentioned, especially with how fresh um, this kind of subject is. 2018 started off with a lot of attacks on schools. I think it was like the most in history in the in like a span of four months or something. Yeah, it was like almost weekly at a point where it, like it was like Douglas Parkland. Which I might be getting their school name wrong, but 
And then there was another one. There was, like, two that happened. It's not a week of each other, right? Yeah, like, I remember, because that was when we were still doing crime updates. Oh, yes. And, the, and I was like, cool, so I was, like, looking up this crime update, and I was trying to make sure I got all the information right for this one school shooting, so I was like, most recent news on school shootings. And then another yeah. school shooting popped up that I hadn't heard about yet that had just happened, and I was like, I was just looking up the one from the beginning of the week. Yeah, so 2018 definitely started off very shocking and very, very, and very wrought with tragedy. All right. Um, so I will be talking about the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. Um, it happened not too long ago. It was back in December 14th of 2012. So only six years ago. Yeah. I, we were out of, like, we were in... Just entering our, like, a, entering or finishing our first years of post-secondary education. Yeah. that time. Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be trying to be um, as brief as I can with certain details of this case. Um, and once again, warn in case anything else comes up that I didn't mention before. So who is Adam Peter Lanza? Um, so he was born April 22nd, 1992. He's only a year older. Oh, or God. was it only a year older than um, Mari and I are. Or, yeah, are couldn't math my head properly. <laughs> only a year older. Um, he was from Exeter, New Hampshire, New Hampshire. Um, this in the states. In case anyone's unfamiliar with the Sandy Hook case, um, he lived with his mother in Sandy Hook, five miles away from the elementary school. Um, he actually attended Sandy Hook for about four year, four and a half years. Um, and when he went to middle school, uh, his mother had to take him out of school. Um, my goodness. Uh, his mother said he was, uh, wrapped with anxiety, that he was getting upset by, um, frequent classroom changes during the day. He was being overstimulated. It was too loud. Um, and I'll talk more about that later on in case you're wondering why is that important? Um, she moved into another middle school, but he only lasted eight weeks. I believe middle school is only from what your age, 13, no, 12. 12 and 13, 12, I believe. 13. It's grade seven and eight. Okay, okay, yeah. Um... In high school, he was known for being uh, quite smart, but incredibly antsy and anxious. He was a good student, but avoided social interaction. Um, he didn't have any friends. Homework triggered him worst of all. It made him even more anxious and gave him a sense of hopeless hopelessness. Um, his parents pulled him out of school at age 16 um, and began to uh, homeschool him. Uh, it's thought that the hormonal changes in teenagers um, that teenagers experience had made it harder for him to cope with his autism. Um, mm. So he was homeschooled and got his GED. He even completed a bit of his university. Throughout the course of his life, Adam had been diagnosed with many um, mental health issues and other things. Um, by age three, he was diagnosed with sensory... Oh my god. Sense, sensory integration disorder, which is oftentimes the um, earliest signs of um uh autism in children mm-hmm. um it affected him so bad he was seen as too disabled even with supports and accommodations to attend school um while he was in the eighth grade which may not 
necessarily be true. I know. But that is... Yeah, there's a definite issue with school systems to actually offer the correct and, like, very useful supports to autistic children. Yeah. Um, By 13, he was diagnosed with Asperger's. Um, At 14, he was diagnosed with OCD. Um, He changed his socks about 20 times a day. His mom was doing, like, six loads of laundry every day um, to help accommodate the amount of times he changed his socks. Um, he constantly washed his hands. He would go through a box of tissues a day to avoid touching doorknobs with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. Um, although, despite all this, his father believes his son was misdiagnosed. Um, he believed that his son was dealing with untreated schizophrenia, and that's why the medication and other methods to help Adam didn't actually help. Mm-hmm. And his comments about that had sort of, um, sparked um uproar in the um like autistic autistic community community. yeah yeah because i can well the schizophrenia and autism are very different and everything you're describing is is very like i uh like even before you said that he was diagnosed with autism i would have you know speculated yeah, in that in that direction, like he might have been on somewhere on the autistic spectrum. Well, yeah, like especially um, you were talking about like overstimulation, yeah. um, the bright lights, noises, um, like that's those are all a lot of signs. Whereas, like you didn't really mention anything that would make me. Although, like, my my knowledge to towards schizophrenia is not as good as my knowledge of autism. So Same. that could also be a factor in why I would yeah. lean that way. Same here. And I think I mentioned it before. My dad's youngest brother has schizophrenia. But, like, the thing is, the times that I've seen him have been his better, his good days, his good times. And he has someone there to, he has his parents there to help take care of him. They have a caretaker he's medicated so like i wouldn't be able to even see what what, like undiagnosed yes yeah schizophrenia is actually like um so i can imagine it being a a contentious topic yeah um so adam lanza was fascinated by uh, mass shootings and I think, actually, he was more so obsessed with them. Um, he was obsessed with mass shootings like Columbine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't exactly remember the, the details of that case, but it was probably one of the more famous school shootings when we were children. Yeah, because that was, like, that was, like, the first one where it was, like, a student with, like, a semi-automatic weapon. And because I'm, I'm trying to think before that, I that might have been the first school shooting. Like school shootings yeah, weren't really like a thing before. Yeah, Columbine. Um, he had movies and videos on his computer of mass shootings and people taking their life, um, and even pictures of himself with a gun pointed at his own face. Um, no one was allowed in his room ever. Mm-hmm. Um, his windows were blacked out. He cut off contact with his dad and his brother. And even though he lived with his mom, he only communicated with her through email. 
Okay, so there's some severe self-isolation going on. Yes, exactly. Um, after Sandy Hook, uh, after the Sandy Hook incident, although he wasn't known to have a, oh my goodness, have a bad relationship with his mother, it was found on his computer um, later on, a document about this, the inherent selfishness of women. I do not remember that. Yeah. Because, once again... Uh, once again, I, I, I might as well say this now. After Sandy Hook, um, he had taken his life, so they couldn't exactly ask him yeah. what his motivations were. Well, typically, school shooters don't survive the shootings. Yeah. Um, and so, because he wasn't around, they could access his computer in his room, which no one was ever allowed to be in prior. Um, so... Well, this would be why. I'm, yeah, I'm going to, there's, there's more. There's a little bit more. Um, he was, uh, anorexic. He was roughly about six feet tall and only weighed 112 pounds. I can imagine that, because, like, um, so for those of you who don't know, which is probably everybody, um, I might possibly be on the spectrum, and, um, part of that, like, for me, there's, like, like food textures and, like, certain flavors that I yeah. will get stuck on. So, like, even if, like, the food itself is perfectly fine, good, whatever, if it's not done a certain way. Yeah. Or if the textures are off, if the flavors are slightly off from what I'm expecting, it can make it difficult to eat. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you can go, like days without having like a proper meal because it's like none of the food is right yeah um it's believed that the impairment that anorexia can have on the brain because having an eating disorder like anorexia not only obviously affects your body but it doesn't have an, it does have an effect an actual chemical effect on your brain the way you think and how you act so they feel like that in conjunction conjunction with his autism and OCD it was just a combination for trouble um also he spent all day on the computer playing World of Warcraft wow and the only people he associated with were online and also uh, were obsessed with mass murders they talk about mass murder and shared the same videos and you know women being shitty and all there's that good some, stuff there's some overlap here so yeah. I'm gonna hold my comments yes yes but there's there's definitely a lot of similarities at least in that respect. Um, so Sandy Hook, what happened? Um, well, it's no surprise as to where Adam got his hands on some guns. His mother was a gun enthusiast and had many in their home. Like, a lot. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop with the guns. You don't need that many. What do you need that many guns for? And, like, she'd even take her... Even for protection. She'd even take you her... You still just need one... <laughs> How many things well, are you trying to protect they against? They were a shooting family. She didn't take her son to like, the shooting range and they go shoot stuff. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure you don't bring your own guns to like shooting ranges. I'm pretty sure that you, you use the guns at the shooting range. I think you bring your own. Do you? Um, like, I think it depends on the range. Like, I'm... Like, I think of, like, an indoor range where, like... Because, like, you have to... Like, I think you have to practice on the like your gun 
like, because different types of guns are going to feel different. Yeah. So, like, if you're trying to practice with your weapon, like, it would have to be that weapon specifically for the practice to actually mean anything. And, like, I'm pretty sure, in the States at least, I don't know about Canada. Canada might have different rules and regulations. I I feel like we do. Because... Yeah, I can only think of... There's only, like, one gun range that I can think of in Ontario. Yeah, it's not like people don't, I guess, go to shoot the gun, gun range or shooting ranges here. It's just... Well, we have very strict regulations on, yeah. on gun use. And most of our guns are in rural areas. Yeah. Anyways, because they're mostly hunting... Yeah. ...weapons. Um, so... What happened the morning of Sandy Hook? Um, at about 9.45 a.m., his first victim was his mother. Um, as I said, as far as we know, him and his mother didn't have a bad relationship. She was planning on selling the house because it was just the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was planning on, like, buying, like a, like, a whole caravan just for him. So he wouldn't have to deal with people coming in out of the house. He could have his own space. Because oh, she wanted him to feel for comfortable. For the open house? For the open houses and whatnot. So he'd feel so comfortable. So when people are going through the home, he wouldn't. He can move all of his stuff into the caravan. And he could feel comfortable because she was... Cons- obviously they were concerned about, you know, him and how he was coping with, um, with everything. And, like, that is, like, a surprising amount of support. Yeah. Because, like, I know for, like... For a lot of people, people are just told to, like, well, just, like, get over it. Yeah. Like, um, just is... learn to have people in your space. Just, yeah. like, get over it. And it's like, but I can't. People think that um, the prospect of moving made Adam very uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. that might have been a trigger for him. Like, it would require him leaving his safe space. Yeah. Um, Especially if he lived there. Yeah. For a very long time, it would have to disrupt his whole routine. Yeah. But at the same time, like, autistic children move all, like... Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just speculation. There's, like, there's a few theories. It's like, we can only say so much, because, as I said, we can't ask him Like, yeah, like, why. this... All of these things on their own are not, a, like, a reason, but I guess... In combination with all of these things. Like, I mean, the whole, like, hating women bit seems to be, like, and a being bigger factor than, like... With, like, death and mass shootings. Routine. And, and yeah. it's, like, well, maybe that whole needing his own, like, space had more to do with the fact that he was stockpiling weapons and plans for murder. Maybe. Um, so, he shot her four times... In the head. Wow. With her Bushmaster XM15-E25 rifle. Um, that morning after he then drove to his drove his mother's car to Sandy Hook Elementary. Um, a lot happened that morning. Sandy Hook. Adam went in there with the intention to kill. I don't feel like I want to get very detailed with how the shootings went down. Because. Yeah. It's, that's okay. It's really I... sad. Um. I, I think that would be too much for me, too. Yeah, but he murdered 26 people. Jesus. 20 of them were first graders. Oh, 
God. Um, six of them were teachers slash staff, and two people were injured. Um, like, like I already know this yeah. case, but it's still, like, just hearing about it is like, how? What? Okay. It, yeah. yeah. After he stormed through the school, he took his own life. Um, no one actually witnessed it, but they heard it happen. They saw the aftermath, so that is the assumption. Um, I think it's only right after talking about Adam so much that I at least mention those who are no longer with us. I'd also like to add that after this all happened, that it was made clear that I don't believe his Asperger's was caused for this tragedy alone. It was a combination of a lot of things, including his obsession with murder to begin with, that likely led him to doing what he did. Well, I mean, if he was watching videos of actual shootings and actual, like, people taking their own lives, like, it's tough. Like, I, like, accidentally scrolled onto, like, like, crime scene photos Mm -hmm. with Ed Kemper, and it was very confusing because it wasn't even his crime scene photos, but I was still, like... Oh, cool. Like, this is stuff I do not want to see. Yeah. And it's like, you think, like, maybe this might be interesting to look at, but then you see it and you're like, nope, it's just horrible. Yeah, there's only, like, so much, I guess, morbid curiosity that I actually have. Like, even just, this is kind of off topic, but um, I don't remember his name, but there was a, a a gentleman, a guy who had filmed him, like, murdering, like, I think decapitating or whatever that uh, a man who he had sort of coerced into his into his room you probably know what he's talking about i just can't remember the details but the video had been put up online it was like live streamed or whatever and a bunch of like especially young children had watched the whole thing and just hearing about it like hearing the recordings of them because people had like reacted to the video like reacting on youtube or whatever oh my god just hearing an audio recording of their reactions to this video was like it was it made me feel sick yeah no i don't ugh. because like it, no. it's heavy it's very heavy stuff that yeah so i ugh. i don't know how you could watch that over on the regular and over again and still be okay um so i'm gonna name the victims like feel it's the most respectful thing to do um so the staff there was rachel de avino she was 29 uh don hotsprung she was 47 Anne marie murphy 52 lauren russo 30 mary sherlock 56 and victoria lay soto who's 27 i think she was one of the um first grade teachers oh, um the children charlotte bacon this list is so long yes Six, Daniel Barden, seven, Olivia Engel, six, Josephine Gray, seven, Dylan Hockley, six, Madeline Hsu, six, Catherine Hubbard, six, Chase Kowalski, seven, Jesse Lewis, six, Anna Marquez Green, six, Jamie Mattioli, six, Grace McDonald, seven, Emily Parker, six, Jack Pinto, six, Noah Posner, six, Caroline Praviti, six, Jessica Ricos, six. AVL Richmond, six. Benjamin Wheeler, six. Allison Wyatt, six. Um, this was yes. the deadliest mass shooting at a grade school in U.S. history at the time. Um, 
it prompted uh, a renewed debate about gun control, which I think we'll talk about more later on because it's it's relevant to both of our cases. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I regret this theme so much. It was probably the toughest one for me to do. I've mentioned this before, but I have a nephew who was once upon a time six, and even ten is not that old, but like to send your you're you're sending your children off and you like when you think about school for a six-year-old like when you send your six-year-old off to school even like the worst bullying you can imagine at six is like even if you're prepared for that you would never be prepared like uh, i just I'm just trying to think about my biggest concerns when I was six years old. My biggest concern was, like, freaking learning how to read or, like, hopefully making friends in my first grade class or, like, hoping I'd like my teacher or something. Like, you don't... Yeah. At six, potentially dying when I walked through those doors never would come across my mind, ever. And, like, so this this guy, um, was it Adam Lanza? Yeah, Lanza, yeah. <clears throat> He, I just, I can't, what was his goal? Like, I can't, it doesn't make any sense. Because even if you hate women, you, whatever, what does six-year-old children have to do with any of it? I, I guess it's just like, I guess he just wanted to experience the real thing. He had watched so much of it. You know, him and his online friends had talked about it. I don't know how serious they were about it, but, like, I guess in his mind, if he was going to leave his house, it was going to be to experience something he'd been so obsessed with for so long. It, I just, children, they haven't even, they don't even know. No. Like, anything. They literally cannot have done anything. No. But you're Even fresh out of kindergarten? Of like, like, bullies? Because I was bullied. Same. By, by six and seven year olds. Even when I was, like, I got older and that, like, I had friends who used their little siblings to, like, bully me. I still, like, I remember a, this seven year old kid running around trying to kick me in the shins all recess one, one day. Yeah. Because... Michael D, fucking Michael D, was like, yeah, run around, kick Murray's shins, like, just do yeah. that shit. And, like, I was frustrated because I, even then, I was like, but I can't kick a seven-year-old back. And yeah. I was nine, maybe, at this point. Like, as a nine-year-old, I was like, I can't just, like, go and kick this seven-year-old in the face. Yeah, it's like, obviously all life is valued regardless of the age, but when you're, like, there is something about, like, regardless of how you feel about children, whether you want them or not, there's something about, like, kicking, or not kicking, but, like, try, wanting to take the life of something so fresh. So six, six, you're, up until, like, you're into, like, your mid-twenties, you're still a very malleable person. You could turn out any sort of way. You could be anything. Yeah, like, I was an asshole at six. I mean, all six-year-olds are kind of assholes. Yeah, like... Like, you don't know anything. You have no self-awareness when you're six. You, like, don't 
you like they they have no spatial. I I watch little kids walking around. They don't even realize like what's going on around them. Like like I was saying to you yeah. about like a falling out we had I had with a, a friend from high school. Like even now I like look back and I'm like oh like hanging on to all this anger from what they did back in like high school feels so petty now because like. We were all assholes and did shitty things in high school, and, like, they've changed and grown, and I've changed and grown, and, like, now we aren't those people anymore, so hanging on to this anger isn't going to do anything. So, like, why... I just can't... Like, even if, when going to this school, he had a terrible experience... He was still several years out of that place. Yeah, he was a he was like twenty one at the time. Twenty one? Doesn't make any sense. That's not proper no, no, math. No, if it was twenty twelve, he would have been eighteen, yes. nineteen. Yeah, yes. But like, it just—he had no business going back there or to any school and doing what he did. Like, there's there's no reasoning whatsoever that makes it, that makes sense. There's no, none, zero. And, like... Like, it, it only makes sense in that way where it's, like, I want the notoriety. I want to be known as someone who could hurt children. Like... Maybe he told his friends that he, were, he was going to do it. So, like, when they saw on the news, they'd be like, oh, that was our our friend like the like oh yeah he told us he was gonna do it yeah and he did it and because i'm sure i like you know when you're having that kind of conversation with friends or whatever you're you're always trying to one-up each other and so if you're talking about murder you know somebody's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna go kill this person i'm gonna kill that person you're like oh yeah well i'm gonna kill 26 young children It's, it was tough. Like, part of me, like, kicked myself in the ass for choosing this one, but also because... I feel like point, I didn't give you a lot of options. <laughs> well, I looked them up and I was like, there was like a, like a, like a, a page I, I found with like the, the, like the biggest ones that have happened in history. And I was like, oh, that one sounds depressing. That one sounds depressing. And like the description for Sadie Hook, I was like, oh, I don't really remember what happened in this one. Maybe it's not that bad. And then the more I went through it, I was like, yeah, you've made mistakes. It was really bad. You've made so many <laughs> mistakes right now. It was. Yeah. Well, Sandy yeah. Hook is, is the one that comes up every time gun tr- control comes up. Like, I remember the reason why I, I asked about Australia was because um, I know that... Um, when Australia had their big mm-hmm. mass, they had a big mass school shooting, and then they were like, okay, gun control, we need to fix this, and then they haven't had one since. Yeah. And then somebody was like, imagine if we had done that after Sandy Hook. I can't even remember how many like, have happened since then, but it's been too many. Like... And the thing, that, the thing that is, I guess we're having this conversation in the middle, but like, the thing is, there are so many instances around the world where it's, like, something really bad happened at a school or some big mass incident, and then they do something about it, and, like, we haven't had a big incident since. Yeah. Like, I mean, 
And then, like, the freaking... I'm sorry, Americans, but, like... Okay. When you've got Canada as your closest neighbor... Yeah. I mean, I mean, Mexico is also your closest yes, neighbor. True. That is true. But, you know, one of your closest neighbors is Canada, and they've got gun control and universal health care... How do you still sit there and go, all of these things will ruin us as a society? I don't get that. I'm I'm not saying Kenda is perfect either, but, like, there's definitely differences in, like, the laws that we have compared to theirs that benefit us or the people exponentially. Yeah, I just, like, I just mean, like, you're watching it (laughs) in action. In real time. (laughs) Like, you're seeing... Did we crumble as a society? Like, no, we don't fight in as many wars. We're not bombing. Uh, I mean, we've done some shitty done, things yes. overseas and yeah. stuff like that. Like, we're not... We're not perfect. Yeah, we, we're we not blameless. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like... Like, what is your version of society where gun violence... And, like, rape and murder and all of these things are, isn't a sign of your society crumbling. I just, I, like, I don't, like, I understand that if there was, like, like you said, like, no examples of, like, having uh, tighter gun laws or whatever, like, was not directly connected to, like, gun, gun crime and gun accidents, but it's, 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 it's been proven everyone else Everyone else has had issues. It's like, this is the solution, and it's been working for us. And America's just like, no. And it's, like, and where it's not working, like, we're having an increase in gun violence. Yeah. In Toronto. This past few And, months. like, s- southern Canada, specifically. Because people keep smuggling your U.S. guns yeah. into our country and then shooting people with them. Which is, like frightening in a sense where it's like if you it's been that easy recently to smuggle guns into our country not that there weren't guns here before but like the fact that it's been so easy recently just to be like yeah like if it like our laws were working but then you're all like no we don't need these laws we don't so we're just gonna have guns freely available just across the border which, if you have a U.S. or Canadian passport, is real easy to get past, especially if you're white. Mm-hmm. Like, like... It's very frustrating. Ooh, it yeah. makes me so mad. It makes me upset that the, the, the people who run the United States aren't more ashamed of what they're not doing to... Like, how do you support gun control after, like, 20 children? And they weren't the first of their kind, and they're not the last. So. They're little babies. Yeah, I almost, like, cried when doing this. It's like, as I said, all life is important, but, like, children, they're just so, like, everything is... Like, they haven't even had a chance to fuck up yet. No. And who knows what they could have been. And not to mention the grief that their parents felt, you know, 
like you have a kid you're imagining having this person in your life forever and you imagine that you're gonna go before them yeah like (sighs) and only at six i'm I'm done with this i because we got another one anyway so i mean this there'll be plenty to talk about yeah okay let's just you've heard the stories about murder and homicide But what about the rest of the crimes committed daily? What about the police officer who robbed banks during lunch? Or the multi-million dollar diamond heist? What about the assaulters, stalkers, and arsonists? I'm Lindsay, the host of Mugshot. Mugshot is a new true crime podcast that tells the stories of non-murderous crimes. Season 1 has begun, and new episodes release on Mondays. Mugshot can be found on most podcatchers and on social media at the handle at MugshotPod. I hope you'll join me, but until then, be on your best behavior or you'll end up with your own mugshot. Okay. All right. And now it's my horrible case now. Which is extremely infuriating because I know what you're doing. Oh my god. So today... I'm talking about Elliot Roger and the Isla Vista killings. Motherfucker. (sighs) Yeah. There's nothing, nothing good about this episode. I'm so sorry. I was all like, timely topic. Ooh. Being all whatever. I'm never doing this again. I mean, as sad as this episode is, at least we can hope that people, maybe people who didn't know about it, can learn about it. And maybe some people who were okay with guns being everywhere, maybe we helped to change their minds, maybe educate some people. I don't know. I doubt that anybody I don't know <laughs> who maybe. supports guns listens to her podcast. Who knows? I'm trying to find some sort of silver lining to all this. Hopefully. One day. Yeah. Okay, so content warning, um, like Jasmine's guns, um, there's a lot of misogyny. I'm going to be talking about incels and what that means. Our favorite people. And, yeah, just like, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Misog- I feel like misogyny. Toxic. Covered, like, toxic. violent toxic masculinity and misogyny and just like whiny man children basically okay on may 23rd 2014 um wei han uh wang or david wang yes i guess an english name yeah uh entered his apartment and was ambushed by his roommate elliot roger Roger stabbed him 15 times and left him in a bathroom. Wow, you're just going to start off like that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm jumping right in. Okay. When Chang Yuan Hong, or James Hong, entered the apartment he uh, that he also shared with them, Elliot attacked him and stabbed him 25 times. Um, Hong also had defensive wounds on his arms and hands. Elliot also attacked... George Chen, a friend of theirs, and Chen was stabbed a total of 94 times. How do you... 
And about half of those wounds were to his upper body, meaning half of them were to his lower body, which gives me a sense that there was some other things that Elliot was working out through his violence. That's a little... Which I am going to get into. Damn. Yeah. 94 times. I guess I'm living alone forever. It's... Can't trust nobody. It's... Oh my god. Like that's a that's a lot of times to like 15 is a lot of times. Once is enough. <laughs> like like I just when you if you actually imagine like stabbing someone one one like the force that it takes to stab someone it's it's a lot. It takes it, it would take energy, I imagine, to yes. get through skin and, and, like, layers and layers and layers of skin. And then to take it out again. Yeah. And then do it again. Like, that's even... It's a lot. And I don't know if people know this, but, like, it's a lot harder to kill people than you see in the movies. Yeah, like, it's like, not just, like... Step stab and then you like run away. Yeah. Like it it takes it takes a lot of energy. An amount of force to a even do force. those stabs and yep. like to keep going. Mm-hmm. Like like five times is a lot of times. That's like you know, like that's when people start going, Oh, we're getting into overkill territory where it's like that person was clearly going to be dead. But it was like three people in like what one day? Three people in one so day. So that's over a hundred times if you total up all the time. Like fifteen plus twenty five is forty. So yeah, almost a hundred and fifty times. A hundred and thirty. Like, that's it's awful. And then oh, <laughs> Roger got into his brand new BMW. Oh, I'm gonna let you say it. And sped along Isla Vista. Shooting out of his window more than 55 times and killed three more people by gunshots and injured 13 more. I have things to say, but I'm saving them. <sighs> okay. Cool. Um, police exchanged gunfire in pursuit of Elliot's car. Um... It, where he was injured, but it would be a self-inflicted gunshot that would ultimately end Roger's rampage. I didn't want to get into too much detail about the rest of the rampage, because I felt like that was enough. Yeah, I've I've heard, like, witness accounts, and, like, I think I, there was, like, even a, like a phone call recording that I've heard, like, during the... Oh, yeah, well, like, I know that there was at least one person, at least one girl, who said that um, she watched Elliot pull up. He, like, like stopped his car, like, looked out the window, smiled, and then lifted up the gun and started shooting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like, he was smiling. And this is the part that, like, boggles my mind because it's like, I can understand before you kill someone thinking that, oh, this will make me feel powerful and whatever. Yeah. But then taking the life like from a lot of things that I've read 
about people who've killed in self-defense and and all of these other things when you take the life it actually has this huge impact on you and and to actually see someone's life disappear before your eyes like it it changes you Mm -hmm. so this is after he's taken three lives he's like he's still thinking to himself i'm powerful and strong because i am taking life and this this makes me somehow better like i don't i don't understand this reasoning oh yeah i think it's for the best though because it means neither of us hopefully it will let's get into it go on sorry (laughs) so according to an email sent to roger's family and to about a dozen other people um, Elliot sent this email to. He wrote a 137-page manifesto. That's so long. It's very long. Um, this rampage was all about one thing. Women won't have sex with him. Of course. It's always about women. So Elliot Roger was 22 years old when this happened. He was born to a Hollywood filmmaker and a Malaysian-born nurse... Who was who worked on sets? Um, so it was his both his parents were working in Hollywood and stuff yeah. like that, and they were a uh, very wealthy. Yeah, he was definitely um, spoiled. <laughs> um, his parents did go through a divorce when Elliot was seven, but his father quickly found a new girlfriend uh, named Sumaya Akaboyne. Boyne, she's Moroccan. Okay. Um. That's why I'm just bad. Stop bad. looking at me. I can't help you with this one. <laughs> um, and along with his manifesto, Elliot also posted vlogs onto YouTube describing how unfair his life was, often from the inside of his new BMW, the $80,000 car. What his parents bought him. He, in one of his videos, goes on and on about how unfair it is that women won't have sex with him, even though he has $300 sunglasses. He's like, my sunglasses are $300, but nobody wants to have sex with me. That's, that's some, that's some it's, kind of, it's, What I am saying is actually not that far off from know, what he like, says <sighs> verbatim. Like, what kind of fuckery is that? Like, it's like if all it took was having three hundred dollars, three hundred dollars sunglasses to have to cover up your shitty personality, so that women could have sex with you. Like, so I read some some excerpts from the manifesto that the LA Times published. I read way more than I needed to. Really, he has a lot to say. He does. He has so many things to say, and they're all bad they're not they're not particularly insightful no or okay so in it he outlines his plans for the day of retribution 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 which is what he entitled his day of killing he describes how he needed to kill his roommates because he needs the apartment to be his torture and kill chamber. Um, his plans also involved 
So he was also supposed to, like, travel, after killing his roommates, travel back to where his family lived in Santa Barbara, kill his little brother, and then take his dad's SUV so he could continue the killings back in Isla Vista. Um, And he wanted to kill his little brother so that he would never surpass him. Because one day he would stop being a little brother and just be like a brother, basically. And clearly, like, he was so insecure. He was like, everyone, every man is going to be... Okay. Um, Fortunately, he didn't take that step. But what he does follow through on is turning his car into a weapon and trying to shoot any survivors. In the manifesto, he also describes why he's doing what he's doing. Which is bullshit. Basically, he's upset that since puberty, no girls are attracted to him. The supreme gentleman, as he describes himself. Why do insulters call themselves gentlemen? Like, you're not. So I watched his vlogs, and he's sitting there and he's like, I'm so sophisticated. And I've traveled so much. I have so much to talk about. But they'd rather be with these obnoxious slobs of blah, blah, blah. And it's like, buddy, listen to yourself. How can you say that you're sophisticated? How can you say that you're intelligent and smart and all of these things when you are proving yourself wrong as you are speaking? Yeah, like... Like, if your idea of sophistication is that you wear stylish clothing... You're born into money. Because that's literally it. And, like, his whole thing is that he learned to become really stylish and whatever. And so, therefore, he should get pussy. Like... Like, his reasoning for, like... And, like, the thing is, he's very specific throughout that when he says, like, girls aren't attracted to me, he means white, pretty, blonde girls. Yeah, and I think I'd like to to jump in there like I feel like a lot of guys when they complain about not like women not dating them or having sex with them or whatever specific, specifically the red pill incel type of people like they only want they don't they want the whole number scale they only want a 9 or a 10 if a, a 1 or a 2 is interested in them then it doesn't count as people as people wanting them like it has to be someone who's worthy of their attention, someone who is the pinnacle of physical attraction is the only person worthy enough for them to get the, the time of day, even though they're just shitty people. And, like, so when I was doing this research, yeah, this specifically, this part really reminded me of a f- friend of a friend we okay. both used to know. I won't say his name, but you're, you're gonna know exactly who I'm talking okay. about, but. We used to have, um, like, be in this circle of friends with these, like, nerdy guys. <laughs> and um, one day we were out at this one guy's house, and he starts going on and on about the type of woman that he wants. He wants her to be tall, skinny, big boobs, um, and just, like, super interested in him. This guy... Skinny as a fucking rake. Oh. 
He has no sense of style, no sense of fashion. All he does is watch anime music videos all fucking day. I know who you're talking about. Will matter what you're talking about, he will jump in to be like, but have you seen this anime music video? Like, he literally has nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. He, you know, if we were to rate on a scale of attractiveness, would not put him above a five. Yeah, like, I'm not saying that, like, People have to date a person of a certain attractiveness number, which is bullshit. But like, if you I mean, expect, looking at my exes, it's clearly <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> but if you expect that you have to date someone who is extremely conventionally attractive, but you are someone who doesn't take care of yourself, does it put in the same kind of effort that the person you're trying to attract is putting into their kind of appearance? Like, what makes you think? Like you deserve that. His pants didn't fit. Like he would, he would not buy them at the right. See, we have to belt them super tight. And he was very, he was very skinny. And then like high up, so it like was bunched all around, and it was just like just buy clothing that fits. He kind of like literally, if you stopped buying an XL T-shirt, you won't look like a lanky kid. You'll look like lean and thin, like. Yeah. If you just tried, maybe you could attract that tall, skinny, big boobed yeah, but what that fantasy good. that you think exists out there for you. And, like, if you're trying to attract that kind of person, when I look at you, they're not going to see someone who's going to get along with them. They're going to be like, well, I do all those things for myself. This person doesn't do anything. Why should I invest my time in them? And what's really interesting about this guy was that... Um, he refused to see me and my partner as separate entities. Like, if he wanted to invite my partner somewhere, he would message me. And I'd be like, okay, like, why are you telling me about your game name? Like, I don't care. Yeah. He's like, well, tell your partner. And I'd be like, cool, you know he has Facebook too, right? <laughs> like, send that message on over there, because I ain't doing it. Yeah. Like... Or, like, like when he would talk about us, he would talk about us if he w- we were a single entity. A single living organism. And, like, like these are the type of dudes who would be like, you're responsible for everything your partner does. And I'd be like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. Sorry? So. <laughs> like, I may have chosen to date this man. That does not mean I <laughs> can control everything that he yeah. does. Like, back up and, like. I pretty much stopped hanging out with these guys after that because I was like... we all did. And, like, it's safe to say that they weren't the only guys that we came across in our lifetime. Well, this seemed normal at the time. At the time when we were... This was around high school. Yeah, this was... Or just after high school. The tail end of high school going into university. So, like, our first year or two in, like, college and university, these were the type of guys that we saw most. Yeah. And, and I, I should preface this by saying that, like, my first boyfriend and his group of friends were basically these type of dudes, too. Yeah. Where they were like, I want a pretty girl who's this, 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 and this. And, you know, they've got the, like, waifu body pillows and, like... The otaku. <clears throat> and, like, I'm going to say this right now. Whoever considers themselves an otaku, I'm sorry, but that's not a positive thing to be called. No, like, in Japan, that's not a good thing. Yeah, and, like, they were the kind of people who would consider themselves... Like, when Japanese people call you otakus, 
that's not that's not they're not saying oh you're valuing our culture blah blah no they're like these fucking nerds are obsessed with trying to be Japanese or something yeah and it's usually like they focus on one set of like Japanese which like it's always the animes where it's like hentai and eki stuff or like moi where like the girls are like I'm 20 but she looks like she's 5 yeah and then like somebody trips and they land with their hands on the titties because somehow that is even if it does not make sense or dodging bullets with your boobies I'm looking at you high school of the dead (laughs) boobs don't work like that you can't individually dodge bullets with your each titty it's just not happening did you ever follow that tumblr which one um it was I think it was called like boobs don't work that way or something like that (laughs) and it's basically just like sharing gifts and images from animes and mangas no but I love I freaking love those things like (laughs) the boobs are just like floating like you've got these massive like G size titties on this tiny girl on a tiny girl with no bra but somehow her nips are pointing straight forward like have you seen boobs? Boobs don't do that. No. So, like, I think it's safe to say that, like, it kind of hits home for both of us because Elliot is familiar. He's yes, familiar. so familiar the way he talks, what he says. Like, it is so prevalent. And, and like, it's why I've distanced myself from, like, geek culture mm-hmm. because, like, I got tired of being like, oh, yeah, I want to find a bunch of, like, geeky stuff, and then meeting geek men, and then them being like this, and me being like, ha, this makes me super uncomfortable, I'm just gonna leave. Fandom culture, it can be a community thing, where it's, like, brings people together, but it can also be incredibly toxic and scary. I mean, like, this is also the same group of friends where I had a very, very bad experience at Anime North with. Yeah. So that's that's what well, I'm saying is about about Elliot is like these very dangerous toxic ideas are everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that rant, guys. <laughs> I am sure that they it it only gets worse from here, so... Yeah, you're not even, like, halfway through, so why are you talking about Anyways, okay. Um, he also goes on to say that he should be able to have... He should be able to get a woman if a black guy can get a hot blonde. Um, he has, like, this whole section where he's like, And this guy said to me that he lost his virginity at 13, which is not okay, by the way. Yeah, you shouldn't be... I, I think it's good for context to talk about the fact that this is California where children are losing losing their... I, I feel weird saying losing, losing their, their virginity. virginity. Like it's something that you... It's like... Lo- like you... Well, even like, like getting past the whole idea of virginity and whatever, like I feel uncomfortable saying like children have any like actual choice in being like at 13 being like, yeah, I could have sex. Yeah. And it's not going to affect me. And, like, a lot of times, these kids who do start having sex so young have histories of abuse. Mm -hmm. And so they think, like, oh, this is, like, what you do. This is okay. 
And, like, it's still not okay. Like, like I'm not going to tell people when they should have sex. Like, I'm there's no, like, age where suddenly it's okay to have sex. Like, every person is different. But, like, children. But, yeah, when it comes to, like, 13-year-old children, like, it's not a good thing that they're having sex at 13. Yeah. Like, at 13... Like, I understand having sexual fantasies you're, at 13. You're, you're thinking about kissing. You're still getting random boners. Yeah. Like, you... It's yeah. not even for a reason. Yeah. It's just like, kind of like... I, I remember... I, I hate to say this, we had a friend. <laughs> where it would happen sometimes, and we tried our best not to make this person feel embarrassed about it. Except for one time, we made him feel really embarrassed about it. But, like, but it was because we were watching Gothica with Halle Berry. Yeah. And, like, so and we was... understand that, like, sometimes it just happens. It just happens. It doesn't necessarily mean Like, your you... body is just figuring out what all of these things do. Yeah, because it didn't have to do anything before. It, like, okay. Anyways. Yeah. So, super racist. He... He goes on to say, like, my dad is descended from British aristocracy. Okay. And he's descended from slaves. And? Yeah, your family. <laughs> the so? descendants of the the people you're descended from did that. Like, what, also, what's your point? The black guys are better people than you. Maybe their big dick energy is actually a big dick energy. Like, who knows? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, like, he was, like, super mad, um, that this black guy was having sex and he wasn't. Um, he was also furious because he assumed women didn't like him because he was half Asian. Um, but then he saw a blonde girl, because it's always a hot blonde girl. He's Mm -hmm. very specific in these. It's like, and then I see him talking to some hot blonde, and it's like, oh my god. Definitely has a type, I guess. Um, but then he saw, like, this hot blonde chick at a party flirting with, an like, a full Asian dude. And yeah. he was furious. Like, how dare they flirt with a full Asian dude and not flirt with me? <laughs> Clearly it's because I'm Asian, but also not because I'm Asian? <laughs> like, his reasoning is so contradictory constantly. Yeah. It just changes depending on the circumstance. Like, oh, well, it's this then it's not that thing. Oh, well, it must be this then. Okay, it's not that then. So, yeah. Um, manifesto is a lot about how he's so much better than the obnoxious slobs who have the privilege of enjoying sex. Uh, in one of his vlogs, he films a couple kissing on the beach. Like, he's in his car, parked in front of, like, a beach, and he's all like, I was having such a great time, but then this couple came! How dare they? And, like, he he ends his sentence there, like, that is supposed to make sense. Like, oh, yeah, that would ruin my day. A couple sat down on the beach in front of me where I am parked. Yeah. Um, and he's he films them as they kiss. And, like, this was, like, where I started being, like, maybe I shouldn't be watching these. <laughs> but... Like, he he films them the entire time, and he's like, I have to show the world my pain. It hurts me to watch. It's like, just turn off the camera, put your car in reverse, 
and leave. There are billions of people on this planet, and you're upset that you came across one couple that was kissing. There are, like, probably a million people kissing right at that moment that you can't see. And it's it's just so ridiculous. It is. And he's all like, what? And, like, he goes, he probably goes to the same college as me. But why does he get... Your school does not mean you're gonna get laid. You're not entitled to it because you go to a certain school. Like, what? How does that make any sense? Like, I bet that this guy got laid by going up to this girl and being like, "Hey, you said this thing earlier, and I remembered it, and now I'm referencing back to it, so you know that I listen to you sometimes." Yeah. Insert thing that would make girl reciprocate my feelings. Like, or maybe he just went up to her and went, "Hey, I'd like to buy you a coffee sometime." Yeah, it could have been that simple. And I, hey, you should have sex with me. You're a ten. Like, I'm a man, which means that I obviously deserve you. And okay, so he also like. These videos and the manifesto is just awful because he sits there and he's all like, I'm so marvelous and fabulous and this and that. And, like, he's not a bad-looking dude, but he also looks, like, 12. Like, buddy, maybe just wait a hot second. Yeah. Grow some facial hair or something, you know, grow up that baby face a little bit. He's 22 years old. Or just get to know somebody properly. Like, it's not that uncommon to not have sex by the time you're 22. No, people get like, ugh, too many people are having sex by 16. It's like, no, a lot of people don't really have sex until... And actually in our generation we're having sex later. Yeah, and later. Like... Like, calm yourself. It's fine. Like, the the average human lives, like, I think the average lifespan in North America is like 87, I think, or 88, something like that. Point is, that's a long-ass time to be alive. I mean, I could have gone that, like, the first year that I was having sex, I could have lived without that. It's just because I was having sex doesn't mean that, like, it was good, that I was getting anything from it. Like, Like, the idea that that sex is this end-all, be-all of your happiness is so mind-boggling to me, because, like... There's other things that are... There's other things in life. When I think about things that just, like, make me purely happy, sex is not one of them. Like, there are instances of sex that I could say brought me pure happiness. Yeah. But when I think about sex as a whole, it's like... It's not my top ten. Like, on the grand scheme of things, if I were to look back at 88 years old and be like, what thing, what were the best things in my life? I don't, I don't think it would make the list, the top 10 list, to be honest. I'd like to think that at, at 88, I'd have other things. Yeah, like, to make it onto the top 10, it would be like, that one night that was like, mind-bogglingly good, and I have been trying to achieve that again yeah. since, like, like... It would have to be, like, one instance. It's not, like, sex as a whole. Yeah. And, like, uh, and like sex before your 20s kind of is garbage. <laughs> Just, 
Let, let's be real. It's bad. You have been taught a bunch of garbage things about sex. You've probably learned a lot of it from porn. Mm. And it's not good. You get in your 20s and you're like, hmm, maybe I should just like do things that feel good rather than what people tell me. You're, you're probably a little more confident and self-aware, hopefully. And like the thing about it is like it's a learning process anyway. So it's like it's when you when you start doing it, you just hopefully try to get better. That's the idea. And make it more fun and like it's 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 a fun thing. It's supposed to be like a fun thing that you do with someone. And honestly, like sex is not the thing that makes my life better. And like this kid is on in these videos and then this thing talking about how much of a hell his life is. That's how he describes it. His life is hell. He is living through hell. Buddy. You have... Get a hobby. You have a car. You have $300 sunglasses. You have access to money and wealth, uh, higher education. Go travel. Start a business. Y- like You've traveled. You've whatever. Like... You could do so much. Your life is not hell. Okay? Like... Like, with that kind of money, what's stopping you from, from pursuing all your interests? He's not even being, like, abused at home. There was no mm. evidence of any kind of abuse. Like, he had a decent relationship with his dad. Like, he was saying he was trying to plan this whole thing so that his dad would be, on like, away on business so he wouldn't have to shoot his dad. Like, he had a good relationship with his family. Like, his mother watched... Like, I'm going to get to it a little bit more. But, like, his mother, like, even knew... Like, and was concerned about his well-being. Like, it's not like he was actually living in some, like, hellhole. It's just like... His his main complaint was, I'm not having... Sex. If anything, his situation should have increased his chances of, you know, having a good relationship with somebody. He wouldn't have to worry about paying bills. He wouldn't have to worry about, you know, having to work because of, or having too many hours. Like, he is almost in the ideal situation where you can nurture and take the time to get to know somebody and really connect with them. Because there's nothing else you have to worry about. Like. Yeah, like. You're in the ideal situation. It's, yeah. Okay. <sighs> um. Do, do, do. I said all that. Oh, yeah. He, he just insists that he deserves a hot blonde woman to love him. Um. But other than that, he doesn't really mention any other traits that he wants in a person. Just They're hot. pretty and blonde. That's it. He never mentions, like, and, and. Who loves him? What about someone he loves? Like, things he loves in the person? Yeah, like, like, what what are you offering in the relationship, though? What, like, I don't... Are you going to love them back? Like, what are you going to love about them? Yeah. Because you can't tell me a single trait about this person, your fantasy person. Like, even when I was younger and I... Now I know I don't necessarily have a type or, like, a an ideal person because even your ideal person will be like shitty 
can be shitty too. Like, well, there are things that you can like that you'd be like, I like a person who's like motivated, or I like a person who likes to go to the movies, or like you have certain things that you like in a person. Yeah, and so even as a kid, when like my idea of like when I still believed that there was like a perfect person out there, yeah, um, like it was still like I want this person to be interested in this. I want this person, like, like the perfect person for me would, and, like, like, for me, appearance didn't play that much of a factor. It's like, you know what, I would prefer if they had, like, this kind of hair, and I'd prefer if they, you know, like, I was very into, like, the dark hair, blue eyes kind of combo. There's a was, contrast, like, oh, I'm so dark, but look at these bright eyes. Yeah. Which now I, I don't give any shits about. <laughs> but back when I was, like, in school, and especially with a lot of white people, <laughs> uh, like, even then I was like, I would love it if they had that, but it would be more important to me that they had a personality of some kind. Because if you're going to be with the person, you have to talk to them. That's the idea. Like... Stress. <laughs> so bad. Okay. Um, so in his manifesto, he also reveals that his vlogs tipped off his mother, as I mentioned, to what lay ahead, concerned about the content of the vlogs. So he only posted, like, a few of them at first, um, but they were all like, I'm walking through this park, and I'm going to talk about how sad I am I'm not a child anymore, mm-hmm. even though he's still a fucking child, and, and how complicated his life is now that he should be and it's like I don't understand this because it's like I wish I could go back to being a child before I knew about it's like you're still not having sex like if you're going back to being a child you're still not having sex so what's the difference yeah between your childhood life and this life like literally nothing you just want something and you're not getting it. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, she... Her, his mother called a mental health agency who decided to call the police to perform a welfare check on him. Um, six police officers arrived to check on him, but he managed to convince them that he was in no danger to himself, and so they left without finding the three guns and over 500 rounds of ammunition hidden in his room along with the detailed plans for his day of retribution i feel like a if he posted those videos and the cops came by once they're like oh no everything's fine i feel like that's not a thorough examination of somebody who might be at risk especially with with young people you don't know what's going on so elliot's dad peter roger actually believes that if the police had done a proper gun check yeah. on him, they would have figured it out because they would have seen he legally purchased three weapons in a short amount of time and that he, um, and so with the welfare check, they would have had to be like, hmm, this person that we're concerned about also has three guns. Yes. Maybe we should take this person in to a hospital. And, and, you know, have them just talk to a therapist for a yeah. little bit. Or maybe 
you know, we should sit down and talk with them. Maybe we should check in. Maybe, maybe we should take the guns away if we are concerned about his intentions with the guns. Which they clearly weren't concerned. And, like, it's, I, okay. If they had done the gun check, basically, even Elliot admits in the manifesto that his whole plan would have fallen apart. Yeah. Because if they had just found even one of the guns, if they had just read a little bit of his goddamn plans, they would have known what was coming. It would have all been, we, we wouldn't have had this happen. Basically. Um, so, obviously, the Isla Vista massacre started the, com- um, stoked the conversation um, around gun control once again. Um, so this happened in 2014. Sandy Hook happened in 2012. Yeah. So this is not that much long after. Um, Elliot had purchased all three guns legally and the ammunition. And so, um, and this was even after his family and therapist expressed concerns about his anger and rage. So his family was like... Something's going on. We're not sure. So, like, I feel weird about mental health checks and stuff like that in the sense that, like, associating mental illness with violence, which is not usually the case. Yeah. But if somebody in, like, the mental health field is like, I am concerned about these rage issues i'm concerned about how this person is dealing with x y and z it may not be mental illness related but there's some shit going on here yeah there's something's going on something's going on you know like there's there's issues like maybe don't sell guns to that person it's i'm so mad i'm so mad about gun control and that we're even having these conversations and the fact that we could put together an episode that is school related. That we we had this theme in general. Yes. And that we have and we didn't even have to pick these cases. We could have picked anything from the past just this past year. There were already plenty of choices, you know? I'm so mad. Okay. It's very, very frustrating, especially when it's like it's not our own country, so we can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is that is the hardest part for us as Canadians is to sit here and be like, I'm watching our system work to an extent. Yeah, to a certain extent. Like, yeah. we may not have a perfect system, but it. I'm watching it work... Fairly decently. Better than your system. Yeah, and it's like, the American peoples aren't much different from us. Like, I mean, there's almost no difference. We're basically the same country. We have a prime minister. That's our big difference. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, they're not... It's like like the difference between, you know, Canadian society and culture versus, I don't know, like, Russian or, like, I don't know, Japanese. Like, we're we're quite, quite similar in a sense. So it's like, there's, there's not much difference between us. Why can't what we do work for you as well? Why don't you even try it? Why don't you give it a shot? Like, like, imagine if you just, like, when it comes to universal health care and stuff like that, it's like, hmm, if that works for us with our, like, 30 million people, what about your 300 million people who can pay into that system? Yeah, there's even more of you. Like, like, you're seeing it on a small scale here. 
Now imagine how well it works on a larger scale. It's not perfect, but it would definitely benefit a lot of people just being able to go to a typical, like a, a basic <clears throat> doctor's appointment. And it's not even like we don't have guns here. We do. We have lots of guns. We actually have like, in comparison to the amount of people that live here, a crap ton of guns. Yeah, so it's not like, oh, Kenda has no guns. It's not an issue. It's like, no, that's not what it is. We just don't let you buy semi-automatic to fully automatic weapons. And that should never be a, th- a thing. I, the fact that you, anybody, could purchase a weapon that goes, like, and you just have it in your house or, like, over your shoulder when you're walking to Walmart or whatever. Like, it's not only, like, you can be... That you can buy it at Walmart. Yeah. It's not only the fact that, that, that like, you could be dangerous to someone else, but anyone can take that off you and be dangerous to to you to you and other people it's not that's why i feel like people are like oh my gun is for self-defense so i can protect myself and my family but it's like you might not always be the person with the gun in the hand yeah what if someone else gets their like for example in america the amount of children who get their hands on their parents or their relatives or their friends guns and injure themselves or their family members that number is absolutely ridiculous like it's like, oh, I, I keep it in a safe. Oh, I, I, it's just for me. It's keep my family safe. But it's like, no. No, it's literally killing your family. Yeah, you're not even the one holding it, and it's it's hurting your family. And, like, how many teen suicides have happened because there were guns in the house. They had easy access to guns during their deepest, darkest times. Yeah. Like, you can say, like, oh, my safe, oh, my... Teens will get into fucking anything they want to. Yeah. There's no... They're watching you put in the code or, or twisting the combo or whatever. Or hiding it under your, your dresser drawer or whatever the hell it is you do. Like, it's not like you're invisible and they can't see what you're doing. Okay. Okay. These killings also inspired a group of... Uh, from the alt-right called incels, or involuntary celibates. Which is... Uh, and if... So involuntary celibates or incels are currently men who think that their human rights are being infringed upon because women can say no to sex. That's it. That is their cross to bear is that sometimes women say no to having sex with them. That's... It's... And it really pisses me off because, like, the term involuntary celibate came from a Toronto woman who coined it to talk about desirability politics. Mm-hmm. So... We're talking about disabled people. We're talking about, you know, like, really butch women mm-hmm. who, you know, are considered unsexual because they're not a proper woman or yeah. whatever. And and we're talking about people of color who are deemed, like, the black guy in his manifesto who sh- apparently shouldn't even be able to get a woman by virtue of him being black. Like, like... We can talk about the fact that there are people who are deemed unfuckable. Yep. But it's not straight white men. 
No, they're at the, statistically, at least online, they're at the top of the ladder in terms of who wants to fuck them. They're and number one. The only reason you're not getting laid is your personality. Even those men with shitty personalities who get laid, they are just better at hiding their shitty personality. Yeah. Maybe if you just tried not being a shitty person, you would get some action. That's ultimately what it comes down to, and then just, like, maybe finding the right person. Maybe every person he approached just wasn't interested in him, or, like, like it's it's... Not everything you want will be handed to you. People are people. People want different things. They respond to different things. Like, like it's not every approach is going to work the same way on every single person. No. And it's like, wait until your 30s. Like, how many people have you even actually met at this point in your life? Like, you just may not have met someone exactly. who you were compatible with. There are so many people on this earth, you can't say that no one wants to fuck you. There's like, so many. And I 100% do believe that there, I'm sure there was some brown, black, Asian girls who were like, hey, Elliot, what's going on? But yeah. they weren't pretty little white blonde things, so he wasn't interested. Yeah. Because he's not a bad I looking don't believe kid. Like, Even if he was, like, I feel like if you like somebody or are interested in somebody, like, it's just... Uh, I mean... I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm gonna bring this back to my first boyfriend again, and I can assure you <laughs> that being attracted to someone's personality outweighs their physical appearance. That is for sure. Like, okay, I don't really believe in there being, like, a perfect body or whatever, but if Everyone you were... Everyone likes different things. I'm... I would say, objectively, yeah. I would fall seven and an eight on on a scale of attractiveness. I I think like you fit you fit into the like the boxes that people would be like, yeah, that's an attractive like. Feature. I mean, I've got you know the luck of I've got big boobs. Yeah, got a tiny waist. Yep. You know, big when lips. we talk about yeah, when we talk about mainstream attractiveness. Yeah. Even in regards to Eurocentric beauty standards, I'm still sitting in a pretty Checking good the major place. boxes. My first boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and His like, butt was concave. You, the funny thing is, is that Mari would be like, oh my gosh, isn't his butt so cute? Like, look I at his butt. Okay, I love his we butt. We went to a school filled with white people. But you had to pick that one. I mean, it was better than my other option. Did I tell you who I almost dated before? Was it was it the one who constantly followed you around? No. <laughs> no, that was his best friend. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the one who was an incredible asshole. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that was my pool of options in high school. The guy who followed me around. <laughs> was the creepy. guy was no butt and spent all of his money on Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And we, we he could only go out one night a week. And so our date night was mm. me watching him play Yu-Gi-Oh. And then me buying him dinner. Because he spent all his money on Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Even though he got pocket money and lunch money. I only got one. 
My lunch money was my pocket money. It was like, if you want to buy something at the end of the week, just don't have lunch. And I mean, other than being, like, tall, white, and slim, personally, and we all have different tastes, but, like, personally, I don't think he checks as many boxes for being the conventional, conventional, attractive white male. And then you add his personality on top of yeah. that. And things drop even yeah, lower. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you, don't, you don't need to be that conventionally attractive to attract people. If someone's into you, then they're into you. You know? You just gotta be and, re- like, receptive to look. that. just look. at the example. You, you just gotta wait until somebody drops their bar low enough and they'll sleep with you. Someone will be like, eh, Sure. Like why not? It's better than the guy that follows me around he from class to class. To find, like, like, I, I, I bet if he went to like some bar or some club or whatever, and like kept on doing it for a couple of months or whatever, he might have found someone to be like, yeah, I fuck you. That's what I was thinking because like in one of his videos, he's like, all of my, all of the kids in my school are on spring break, and I'm here by myself walking around this park, and it's like. Then why aren't you out with all the other kids doing spring yeah. break? Like, if you want to do spring break, just, like, go fucking do spring break. You have the money. Break. You have the time. Like, you don't... You... Uh. And that's the thing with incels, is that they think that the world is against them when, like... They literally are doing it to themselves! You're, you're literally doing it to yourselves, whether it's your shitty personality or the way you carry yourself or whatever it is... There are a lot of things in your power that you can do to increase your chances of, like, making a connection with someone if that's what you want to do or just straight up fucking and, uh, I don't, whatever you're... Pr- I mean, Tinder was out at this point. 2014? Yeah. Tinder was out. It was like a, it was like, had been out for like probably like eight, almost a year or a year at that point. Like, like, really popular at that point. Online date. Like, if you're desperate for affection... Go out and seek it. Yeah. That's like and, the- like, somebody says no, I'll be like, oh, darn, move on to the next person. There are plenty of fish, which is a dating site. There are so many people. Although, maybe don't use that one. Yeah. It's, it's bad. <laughs> there are so many people in this world. And I'm being repetitive, but it's like, it, I find it hard to believe that, like, absolutely no one. Like, I was so sure that when I went into high school that I would never have sex, that I would never have a relationship, and now I live with somebody, and I've had sex Sex. quite a bit. So, like... Multiple people, like... It's possible. Is... And also, I'm, like, a disabled brown trans person. Like, what's your excuse? Exactly. (laughs) Like, I walk around with a cane if I can still get some action. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's just, he doesn't want to put himself out there. He, the fact that he'd rather <sighs> kill people than properly put himself out there. Well, he didn't think he was supposed to do any of the work. And, like, it just, like, really confuses me because he goes on and on about how his, like, looks and clothes and whatever. But in his manifesto, he talks about how how he learned about this hierarchy of cars and clothing and blah, blah, blah. And that's why he needed the BMW that his dad bought him was because there's a car hierarchy. I've never... It is mind-boggling, this manifesto. 
It's literally like, he'll be like, only people who do X, Y, and Z things get people. And then he does the things, he doesn't get the people, and he's like, clearly, there's something wrong with them. That even when I'm attractive and have money and designer stuff, they still won't sleep with me. (sighs) It's your reasoning. You, what? I, it doesn't. It, I, it really doesn't make any sense to me. Any sense. At all. Zero sense. Like, there's some things like you can't control, but, like, he was definitely in a position where he, there are a lot of things in his power that he could have controlled. All right. We're almost done. Okay. <clears throat> uh, do Yeah, they praise... So these incels think... They... They've essentially given him sainthood status in in this particular community. Um, before Reddit took down the R incels subreddit, um, they had posts about Saint Elliot and stuff after this happened. Um, and he he's just just considered like a martyr. A yeah. Word? Yeah, basically, because yeah. he did. Sacrifice himself. He's okay. Even in the manifesto, he has this like delusion that he is something better than he is because, like, he was talking about how if the so when the cops came and whatever, yeah, he was like, if they had decided to check for guns, I would have had to shoot all of them and escape out a back window. And it's like, okay, okay, uh, you, uh, yeah, you. A guy who's trained maybe, like, a few months at a gun range with a solid, like, a sedentary target is definitely going to shoot six six police officers with bulletproof vests. And you assume they won't get you first. In an enclosed space in your home. Like, how big does this place have to be that he would have time to shoot six police officers and make it to a window without being caught? Like, without one person grabbing him and taking the gun out of his hand. (sighs) Okay. He has also inspired other killings, such as William Edward Atchison, who used Elliot's name as a pseudonym online. Atchison went into a New Mexico high school on December 7th and shot the students before killing himself. And this also pisses me off because it's like, you are out of high school. He was 21 when this happened. So you went back to it, and this is like with Sandy Hook, it's you were out of that place. So you went back to somehow, none of these people you would have even known. At all. Like, you would not have been in the same class. They weren't your bullies. You might have even bullied some of them because they would have been younger. Okay. There was also Dylan Roof, who was also said to be inspired by Elliot when he shot nine black members of a Bible study class in 2015 in South Carolina. Once again, the church is supposed to be, like, someone to school. It's, like, a safe haven, a place where you're supposed to feel safe. And then someone just... Whatever. 
And most notably, we have Alec Manazian, perpetrator of the Toronto van attack. He posted about Elliot hours before committing his mass murders. On Facebook, he posted, Private Recruit Manazian Infantry 10, wishing to speak to Sergeant 4chan, please. C23249161. I don't know what that means. The incel rebellion has already begun. We will overthrow all the Chads and Stacys. All hail the supreme gentleman, Elliot Roger. I'm... What confuses me most is that technically, Elliot should be a Chad by all yeah, intents he, and purposes. He, check, he's, well, usually... he checks all the boxes. Yeah, he's for an being attractive a dude. Yep. Money. He has money, designer clothing, fancy car, higher education. All the things that incels say they don't have and that they can't get women. And now he's being praised for... It it doesn't make any sense. It's basically just saying, if you're having sex, then I should be able to have sex. Regardless of the fact that, like, I'm not doing any of the things that you're doing to get the sex. It's just... It's just really infuriating. I, I could go, I could go on and on about this, and on and on in circles too, because it always lads, it always, it always leads back to the same thing. It's like I don't get it, I don't understand, and like I don't want to be like, oh, you know, I'm just like better than them, but like I just, I will never be able to understand why people value sex over other people's lives, and like. If the worst thing in your life is that you're not having sex when you want to, you're in a rude way. <laughs> it's not a bad life. Like, I mean, you could be on the verge of losing your home. You could not be able to afford to eat. You could be being abused by a intimate partner, or a parent, a loved one of some kind. You could be on the verge of death. Uh, yeah, you could be on the verge of death. You could be facing inaccessibility. Yeah. Because of a disability. You could be... Like, I... Like, the list goes on. so many things that come up well before sex in terms of things that are bad. And you can describe your life as being hellish for happening. Not having sex. Not on that list. Having, not having sex is not a reason to be angry at the world. And it's, it's scary because I, remember, remember, this is kind of on topic, but also not. Remember that friend I told you about that called me, an online friend of mine. There's an online friend of mine who's an American and he was, he, he joined the military, like not an active partner or anything, but he joined the military because he was like, fuck the world, the world is out to get me sort of thing. Cause he's like, I have feelings about that, but continue. Yeah, because he's like I was. He was he was born with a cleft lip. I've seen a picture of him before. Okay. Um, it's it was just like a like, like a tiny little scar here. It's not even the worst case of cleft lip I've seen. But anyway, any sort of facial oh, yeah, scarring like is going to have some sort of impact on your self esteem, mm-hmm. regardless of how minor or major it may seem to other people. I'm not the one who has to deal with it. Um, he was five foot. Four, five, five, about the same height as me, which is average height, give or take. But like he was just 
so angry that was at the world. That was another reason why Elliot was angry. He was shorter than um, other men his age. And he also says that he was weaker. Which is very confusing considering he's talking about, like, shooting six police officers, escaping out of windows. Uh, ha- like, b- and he also says that, like, oh, like, he would have had to do, like, a mockery of his plans. Yeah. Because he would still do it, but he would have to be doing it with the cops on his tail. It's like, what do you think is gonna... Like, it doesn't make any sense that you're all like, oh, I'm so weak and inferior and blah, 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 but also I am the best gunsman out there. And even at, like, this ex-friend of mine, even at, I believe he's 30 by now, but, like, even at 30, I don't think you should be like, my life is over, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like, that's maybe too, too, too much information, but, like, I'm probably not that person anymore, but at the time... If he died, I was going to get all his money. Because he was like, either I'm going to die across seas or I'm going to take my own life. Like, that's a lot of pressure, first of all, for me to be like, um, I don't like that. I'm not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. But, like, Elliot Roger didn't grow up to that point. He did something worse, obviously. But, like, I've find it incredibly frustrating that, like, someone even at 30 years old is still feeling like the world is out to get me. And I'm like, have you tried reaching out to people? Oh, yeah, well, I I made my neighbors a, a whole feast once. The girls were moving next to me, and they didn't even, like, like let me in. And I'm like, well, like, wait, he made a whole bunch of food and, like, brought it over? Yeah. Unannounced? Yeah. And I'm like, well, maybe... They, he's like, oh, they looked at me like I was gonna, like, hurt them or something. And I'm like, well... I would, too, if some random was <laughs> like, I cook dinner and I'm breaking... It would be one thing if he went over and was like, hey, I wanted to say hi to my new neighbors. I just wanted to let you know. Like, I thought it would be nice if we could have a nice get-to-know-you dinner at my place. Yeah. You know, like, let's pick a day and time. You yeah. You can bring a friend. You- I was just like, well... I commend you for trying, because I know, like, meeting the people is, 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 like, hard, and clearly you feel slighted by the world, so, like, this is a big step for you, considering you're ready to give up. But, like, just because one or two attempts don't work, and it doesn't mean... And they can't mean... just be attempts that only... where you're the only one that you're taking a big consideration with. Yeah. Like, if you're going to reach out to someone, it can't just be like, okay, we're going to do this on my terms, when I want, this and that. It's, no. You have to be like, like, even, so, like, we when we talk about toxic masculinity, yeah. you know, we say, you know, men ha- do have an issue being able to, like, reach out and stuff. Yeah. But even for, like, non-men, like, you still can't just, like, be like, hey, be there for me and expect someone to be there for Relationships, you. whether it's, a, like, a friendship or, like, a partnership or whatever, it's labor. It's work. And it doesn't work one way. Both people need to be active, or at least semi-active participants to ma- maintain any sort of, or to build any sort of relationship. Yeah. Especially in this day and age where we're like, 
people don't really go next door to so and so be like, oh, I baked you some cookies. Like, like it's not the forties or the fifties. And even if you did, a lot of the times it's like, hey, I baked you this. It's in a container, whatever. Here you go. Eat it at your leisure. Bye. It's, you know, like, you don't just show up somewhere and be like, okay, like, let me in. We're having dinner now. I made dinner. Like, one, that may not be when they eat dinner. They may not eat that type of food. They, They may have dinner plans for that day. Also, you're a strange man showing up at their door. Yeah, and if it's, like, a bunch of girls living there? There's, like, two girls, two or three girls, something like that. Yeah, like, if it's, like, a group of girls living there, we are taught to be very wary of strange men showing up on our doorstep. Because strange men keep doing shit, so, I mean... (laughs) Like, you keep killing women. You can't be mad when the women are like, hmm... I mean, in... Let's... Take some time before we get into each other's personal spaces. Like I mentioned before, we're taught to tell the victim to stop the crime from happening. So we're taught that we have to stop men from doing up shit. Like, we're taught to, to don't open doors for strangers. Don't, you know, go home with a strange man that you just met and don't know anything about. Like when walking home alone at night, make sure you're not listening to your music too loudly. You're always wearing your surroundings and like... Yeah, like I was taught to not wear headphones while walking around. Like, like walking around Toronto, I'm, I see people walking around with headphones and now I keep being like, don't you know that you could get like kidnapped? Yeah. Don't you know that like... So, like, you, it has to be on our... Because that's, that's the culture we've created. We've created a culture where it's, like, I have to be the one that's constantly on defense. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the way it is. It's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. So you are going to have to prove that you're not going to be a murderer, and you're not going to be a rapist, and you're not going to be an asshole. Which he was. So Big one. Huge dickhole. Yes. Hate him. Hate everybody we've talked about today. Yeah, I'm so sick of, like, talking about, like, stupid men, <laughs> to be honest. If you have a suggestion for our next episode, it is Jasmine's pick next episode, and we... We don't want to do this <laughs> for our next episode. We are struggling with coming up with a topic that doesn't make us hate everything, so please send in your suggestions. Tweet at us at sixadworldssw. Message us on Instagram. You can email us as well. At sixadworldpod at gmail.com. Yes. We have a new Facebook page if you look up Six Sad oh, World, yes. a true crime and horror podcast. That's right. Click on that. You can send messages to the page, and I'll look at them. <laughs> I'll look. <laughs> In case you're wondering. There'll be someone to see it. So, if you have any ideas... Uh, let us know once again. And as always, unlike Elliot Roger and Adam Lanza, don't be murderer. Like really, don't. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go now. Bye bye. I hate everything. Oh, that was so long. <laughs>